0: Welcome to Home Owner Resource, a podcast for homeowners. Dave Smythe has been working in and on homes his entire life. He's the owner of DS Plumbing, a well-respected home service business that has been serving the community since 2004. He has been certified as a home inspector, master plumber, gas technician, and was invited to speak at a CAPI national conference. Please welcome Dave Smythe. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Homeowner Resource. This week we're talking about water sources. And what I mean by that is where does our water come from? How does it get into our house? Uh, We talked briefly in one of the earlier episodes about uh, how the water is distributed through the house and that obviously any water we use needs to be mixed with uh, anything else that goes down the drains, into the drain system and out. Um, So on this week, it's... uh, getting into where our water source comes from. If you're in a uh, rural application, that's more from a well, uh, where you have a pipe that literally comes in and feeds your house and then you treat it the same as any other house. If it is uh, from a city standpoint, uh, the water magically comes up your lawn garden from the the city streets usually and straight into your house and away you go. You can shower, bathe, all that kind of fun stuff. If you're in a cottage it might be a little bit different so um, again you still have a pipe that ultimately comes and feeds the property and you run it through all your fixtures, showers, sinks, that kind of stuff. But the sources themselves can change and what gets done with those is a little bit different. So our typical sources of water are uh, we have lakes, rivers, streams, I wouldn't go as far to say ponds, um, you know, but there might be some, uh, some big ponds that aren't quite considered lakes that you might want to take water from. Uh, we also have wells, and wells typically come in two varieties. You have your shallow or your deep well. But with that, let's um, get into these sources. So if you're taking uh, water from uh, lakes, rivers, or streams, if it is something that you are aware of, uh, it, there's a good chance that your water source is coming from those particular areas primarily because you're in a cottage and you're doing your uh, closing down or you're opening up uh, for your season and what you would do is you would take a, a hose a pipe a tube of some description um, throw some weights on the end of it and essentially dunk it in your your lake river or stream and there is usually a device called a foot valve or check valve somewhere else on the piping system that stops water from emptying back out into Lake River Stream every time you want to turn your pump on. Um, In those circumstances, I've just mentioned pumps, so you would typically have a pump that works with that system to essentially suck or draw the water out from Lake River or stream, and then you would have that distributed throughout your your cottage. Although for the most part you could argue that those are clean, um, clean water sources. Um, being as they're are massive areas that are open up to all sorts of weather and nature, um, animals, plants, all sorts of stuff go on with there. You can suck up everything from bits that are falling, floating around the water, uh, to bits straight off the bottom of of the water. So it could be you know dirt, sand, grit, whatever is going along there. Um, and in most cases, although it probably is safe enough to drink it's not what would be considered potable. Um, And so in a lot of cases, what what you're gonna find is that uh, you will boil your water before being able to drink it. So you wouldn't just go to your tap as you would in your house, fill up that nice glass of water and and just chug it back. Um, Again, for the most part you could, but generally speaking, it's not advised just because there might be other bits and pieces floating along in that water source. Uh, So we're moving into uh, rural properties. Again, I've said your your house is going to be fed from a, a water pipe outside. Now, depending on how um, new you are to rural or country living, uh, how much you know about your property, there's a good chance that you're going to have a well there that's supplying that water source. And from an outside perspective, you might not see any piping. Again, this can vary depending on where you are in the world, certainly where we are, because it freezes and freezes pretty, uh, pretty hard for a long period of time. We would typically have those pipes buried about anything from five six or seven feet down in the ground and that's where they'll connect to the well the well themselves should be uh, visible from above ground not always the case certainly in older properties you might well have a well that is hidden um, and anybody who works on that well now is required at least in this area to bring it up to modern standards they have to extend their, their well and, and basically make it visible and seen from above ground so that everybody knows where it is um, so that you don't do anything bad or build on it uh, or future properties on <laughs> um, future homeowners, I should say. So those wells uh, could be shallow or deep. Um, the definition of a shallow well is any water source that you're grabbing that is um, less than 30 feet or 35 feet below the uh, the surface of the ground. Um, I say 30 feet because that's more of a practical depth. Um, 35 is the technical maximum kind of depth you can go with a shallow well, and then your deep well can be anything, literally from that 35 feet to multiple hundreds of feet down. Uh, we have some in our area as far down as four or 500 feet. Uh, you've got most of our wells typically are within the 100 foot range. Um, So there's lots of differences there, and it depends on uh, the water quality, uh, the type of aquifer you're going through, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Again, I'm not going into a whole lot of detail on all those differences, but um, that comes into ground geology. Other things that separate a shallow well and a deep well is, although your shallow well is hidden within the ground, and so you're going, okay, it's not exposed like a lake, river, or stream, It is essentially deemed to be pretty much the same as a well, um, sorry, uh, a lake river or stream, in the sense that a shallow well is um, impacted by anything that goes on the surface of the soil. So if it rains one day, you possibly have within a day, two days at most, you're probably going to find that that rainwater is now filling up your well. It also means that if you have a drought going on and it's incredibly warm and dry, that your uh, your water source could potentially dry up. So a lot of people who've been on, on shallow wells in the past have found that if it's a, a long, hot summer, maybe they're having problems getting water out of the well because it's just not deep enough, it's drying up. The other thing with that is that any um, fertilizers, chemicals, uh, anything that basically touches the surface of the soil on the ground around your house can ultimately impact the quality of water that's going on within your house. And, and so, Um, they're not considered to be the best quality of well although in saying that there's for the most part they've they've worked for hundreds and hundreds of years and not really been a problem. Your deep well is a well that uh, is far enough down that you're now through potentially one or more aquifers. Um, You've got so many different geological separations that it's unlikely say unlikely because it can still happen there's been a few cases but it's unlikely in a deep well that any water um, source from the surface so if you have rain if you have a lake or pond or something nearby they're not directly going to impact the water um, volume or quality uh, for what's coming out of a deep well and so whereas i said you may take a, a couple of days for rainwater to reach a shallow well in a a deep well you could potentially be talking hundreds of years up to thousands of years for water to get to that aquifer Um, just from the fact that it's got to get its way through multiple feet of clay or bedrock or whatever else Um, so within these these different um, types of water uh, or types of of water source uh, there can be different qualities of water and they can vary from Um, one region of the world to the next, one city to the next, um, and from various water source to the next. Because every aquifer is is built a bit different. Every um, lake, river, stream is fed from different sources uh, and has different properties, qualities about it. Um, Before I get sort of too much into that, let's talk about the the city water. Um, So we've talked about the, the main sources of where water comes from. From a city uh, everybody makes the assumption that, hey, I've got city water, I'm okay, it's great, it's, it's perfect for me. And ideally, uh, yes, you should be um, comfortable knowing that your water is going to be potable. Um, and of course, you know, as with everything, there have been occasions and times where there's been advisories and things where you're not supposed to drink your water, and that typically is more of a, a smaller town or, or village sort of scenario setting than um, a big city, but there have been some big cities that have been impacted uh, too. Um, the water still has to come from one of those aforementioned sources, like river or stream or from a, a well. And so there's uh, lots of, lots of different applications and cities themselves, as they grow, might find that they get into multiple different sources of water themselves. So, if I was to use um, an example of where I live, we, you know, being in Ottawa, uh, our water is taken straight off the uh, the river, and uh, it, the first thing it does is it goes into a treatment plant where they take <clears throat> excuse me, they take all sorts of stuff out of the the water um, that we don't may not be harmful for us, but we don't particularly want to have in there, and that could cause other problems within the the distribution system, and that could be. Um, Things like uh, leaves and twigs, uh, you know, maybe uh, bits of animal or whatever, whatever floats down fish, you know, all those sort of things that whatever gets in the the, the water, you know, the band-aids from the kids swimming on the beach, stuff like that, right, which you don't necessarily want to think about, Um, but they take all those items out of the water. And obviously, then it starts going through a whole different process. And there's lots of different treatments, and I'm not going to get sort of too much into there, but there's there's filtering, there's chemical treatments, there's additives that go in. Um, and then you start having the components that now are looking to make the water safe for us to drink. So they'll add chlorines, chloramines, uh, ammonia, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll use ozone. There's a whole whack of things that can um, basically kill... Um, or neutralize any of the bacteria or anything like that that's in the water that makes it sort of harmful and also keeps it safe um, for the period of time that it's traveling through the distribution network. And um, I'm not quite sure where it is now as the city's grown, but uh, from the point in time when, say, uh, the water was taken off, um, depending on where you are in the city and what kind of main ring they're on, you could to have that water that's pulled out from day one could take seven to 14 days before it's actually pulled out of a tap at someone's house because it's gone through all this different uh, spaghetti network maze of, of water distribution pipes uh, you know, in the streets and everything else before it, it actually gets into your house and comes out. Um, so there's a period of time there. <clears throat> and so the cities and municipalities have to treat to, to cope for that. Uh, Part of other things in that distribution system is um, there's a lot that goes into bringing that water to your house uh, in the sense that you've got all this water treatment that goes up at the front end. You also have uh, massive pumps that are are grabbing this water that are drawing it in from the the, the river, and then they're pressurizing all these systems. Now, you could have it that um, your particular... House water is pressurized straight from one of these pumps, but in a lot of cases you might be um, you might be getting it fed from a water tower, and these are quite common things that you can see from a lot of the highways. There's this massive structure that goes up and kind of looks like there's an egg sitting on top of all these skinny little straws. There's a good chance that that's a water tower, and and what it, what they do is they take the this water that's floating through the system that's been treated, they pump it up to this higher point what they do is they use the volume and the weight of water that's up there to feed the houses and make it a constant supply, which is why your pressure doesn't constantly change up and down as you're using equipment and stuff like that. Um, and so it, it also gives them a chance to pump it up. It also means that if, if the power ever went out at one of these pumping stations, there's a period of time that water will still run and not be an interrupted source uh, in your houses, which then causes other problems. Um, from there, it feeds out and, and just comes into our house. Uh, So if you were to look at uh, a cottage, um, as we've said, most of the water will come from a lake, a river or stream. There typically is no treatment from it. You wouldn't want to guarantee that it's potable. Um, There are treatments you can do in your house. And again, depending on the quality of water um, there's a whole lot you can do. You can spend uh, a little money or you can spend an absolute fortune on water treatment. And one of the biggest problems with the lake river stream is it will change from day to day, from season to season. It could be something um, that gets impacted around that, say, uh, lake river or stream, that's going to cause you either immediate or long-term problems. So again, someone that could be a factory up the, up the river that has a, an accident spills and there's chemicals and stuff that go in the water. Uh, there could be some disease that's got into the wildlife and then that's now going around through the water. All these things can happen and it can happen from a daily basis, uh, which is why you typically don't look at that water as being potable. Um, although for the most part, it's nature and it should be good for you. You know, you can't always uh, risk that. Uh, when you get into the wells, um, again, depending on if you're a shallow well, typically speaking, your water is going to be um, in some ways less needed of treatment in other ways more. Um, because it can be impacted by whatever goes on the surface around it there could be more chances for bacteria um, and other things that you don't really want you know like creepy crawlies falling in your well or something like that that go on that aren't particularly desirable and you might want to treat for those if you're in a deep well um, you've got all these minerals that are now potentially in your in your water source Um, you could have salt in some cases from, from being on a riverbed you could i mean there's, there's all sorts of things, again, going into geology that can come through that now could do with being treated. It doesn't mean that the water is harmful for you, but it could taste funny. Um, it could smell funny. Uh, it might have other impacts, again, if there's certainly medical issues you've got going on. Um, there's a lot of weird and wonderful stuff that, that can kind of go on there. Uh, but needless to say, uh, these are our water sources, and there should be a lot of appreciation for taking the water from a tap in the city and going, hey, at least I know that it's treated. Whether I agree or acknowledge everything they do to it, um, it's for the most part a pretty safe, nice um, section of water to drink from. I still might want to treat that, again, depending on where it's come from, whether it's a a municipal well or a city. they've made it safe for me to drink, it doesn't mean to say that I'm gonna take, like the smell of it or the taste of it, and so I might want to treat it for that, but there's a good chance you don't need to do very much. On a, a rural well property, there's a lot of chance that if you don't happy or if you're not happy with the water as it comes out of the ground that you're probably going to want to treat it for minerals for iron um, shouldn't have too much of an issue for bacteria but there might be some that aren't harmful to you um, so you can use UVs you can do all sorts of things there but uh, um, anyway it's it's one of those things I'm passing this long just because it's very interesting to find out or at least be know where your water is is coming from and how differently it can impact uh, your life or what you might want to do with it. And uh, that's it for this episode. So catch you on the next one. Have a great day.